In this special episode, the first of our contest winners chose 2014's Big Hero 6, and there will be spoilers. Start in San Francisco, East meets West, and there is a young kid who is a bit of a genius when it comes to building battle bots, and that's the only thing he has ambition for. And then his older brother, who is also a bit of a genius, introduces him to this amazing tech school. Hero is the younger brother's name. Immediately gets hooked and says he wants to go to this school that his older brother Tadashi goes to. Hero starts building on his battle robot idea and makes these mini bots and they're amazing and they're super impressive and he gets into the school and they're celebrating but then a fire breaks out in the building as they're leaving and the head of the school, Callahan, is caught in the building and so Tadashi rushes back in to save him but just as he does, the building explodes and Hero is left bereft and lost for what to do with his life that's where i'm supposed to pick up you yeah. summarized the first 15 minutes that's true i did <laughs> wow okay i'm gonna take over because that was really detailed congratulations <laughs> but you missed out on the very important crucial fact that before tadashi died he showed his younger brother his invention which is a health ai whoops <laughs> just a minor detail Hero and Baymax figure out that the microbots that Hero had invented are talking to each other, and the one that remains in Hero's possession is being drawn in by the magnetic field of the other ones. And so they follow that path, they find out that someone has stolen the microbot technology. Baymax has also sent out a call to all of Hero's friends, who are all the classmates of Tadashi's from that smart school. And they all uh, refine their skills and make suits and become Big Hero 6, name of the movie, and take down this masked villain with the microbot technology and their epic fight scenes. This is our first animated film that we've watched. Yeah, this is our first in the series of the contest that we ran. So whose was this? This was Will Archer's. Thank you so much for this recommendation. I love this film. We've both seen this before, but it's been quite some time. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so lovely and joyful to revisit. And it's so good as a hero genre film because it hits all of the story marks while also kind of forging its own path. And to jump right into it, right into the, the meat of the film, I guess, I love the twist of this film. I love that they start out thinking it's Cray, and then it turns out to be Callahan the whole time. And the filmmakers did such a good job of faking us out because it's James Cromwell doing the voice of Callahan. Yeah. And he's the most trustworthy voice ever. The farmer from Babe. Yeah, I, and I think that's why. I think because we all know and love him from Babe. So we hear his voice and go, ah, oh, I'm safe. Yeah, truly. Well, and I think too, now that... I have watched through all the Marvel films that exist so far. I see the structure. Mm. And as I was watching it this time, I went, oh, I forget. Which one is it of the two older white guys? <laughs> it's one of them. And then I was even going, oh, or could it be a woman? Because that would be like an extra twist. Right. 
It's Aunt Cass. It's Aunt Cass the whole time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have never been so attracted to um, an animated character as I am to Tadashi. Oh, he's a fox. Honestly, though, and he's so nice and sweet and supportive and vulnerable and loves his younger brother. Just upstanding the whole time. He's such a beautiful portrait of a loving older brother who the amount of support and knowledge about his younger brother, like he brings Hiro to the school to say, oh, I just got to stop by here to grab something. And he knows yeah. he's going to hook him in. Yeah. And it sounds like their parents have been dead for quite a while at this point. So he's also kind of acted a bit like a father figure in a way. But they also mm -hmm. share a room. So they're really close, it seems. Yeah. It does such a great job in the first 10 to 15 minutes of telling us so much about our hero. Yeah. And his relationship to his older brother. So that when the brother dies, we've learned so much about them so far. It hits really hard. Yeah. And that carries us through the rest of the film. So we see why, you know, when Hero's so depressed, when he moves to anger and, and revenge, it's earned. Yeah, it's we're not just sad because we've seen how much Hero loves his older brother. We've seen how much Tadashi has done for Hero and how he has improved everybody around him. So it's a really hard-hitting blow. Tadashi is through the whole film. Yeah. Even his name on the little disc. Fun fact about that little... SD card? SD card, yeah. In Avengers Age of Ultron, when Tony is looking for a replacement for Jarvis, after he's gone missing, he picks Friday and he's sorting through all these floppy disks. Mm. One of the floppy disks says Tadashi on it. Oh, no way. Crossover. And that's just one of those cute little things that some designer thought... Yeah, I'll put that in there. That'd be fun. Someone would notice that. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't hold any bearing on anything in the future. I don't think they're building to some grand crossover. I just think it's recognition of these are similar types. So mm -hmm. they might build a similar kind of thing. And it's a nod to other properties. It's just a cute little thing. And of course, you can tell that this film has borrowed a lot from the structure of those other films. Mm-hmm. I find this film so economical, though. It's so tight. The storytelling is really slick. Absolutely. But at the same time, they managed to subvert the superhero trope in such a great way. It tells a very stereotypical superhero story. But in the end of the second act, with the first big showdown, instead of Callahan thwarting them and getting away in some typical way, it's Hero himself who thwarts their plan mm -hmm. and his own flaws are exposed there his thirst for vengeance and he sets baymax onto kill mode mm -hmm. and then his team has to fight against hero to pull him off and that's why callahan gets away and then in the final fight that message comes back when hero says to callahan doing this isn't going to bring your daughter back mm -hmm. The hero and the villain are fighting for the exact same thing in this film, and it's such a brilliant little twist. Yeah, I think this film talks a lot about the responsibilities and ethics of AI mm. and inventions, you know, because hero creates these microbots, and in someone else's hands, it's used for nefarious purposes. When the original intent was for discovery and innovation, 
Baymax is made for helping people and diagnosing and, you know, it could be an alternative to private health care. Everyone could have their own Baymax who can help <laughs> them out, you know, and is programmed to take care of you. But you can put another SD card in that guy and he turns into a killing machine. Yeah, throughout the whole thing, Tadashi's heart is in it. He is represented in Baymax, that Baymax is here to help everyone, just like Tadashi wanted to help everyone around him. And I was noticing this time, too, when Baymax keeps saying Tadashi is here, I was thinking about the imagery of people telling Hiro that Tadashi is still with him in memory and in his heart, and Tadashi is literally still with Baymax in his heart with the SD card. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was neat imagery that yeah. was playing into the message. And clearly that's why when Baymax sacrifices himself... Oh, man, these animated films love to sacrifice the lovable character. I know, bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah, and he sacrifices himself and slips the Tadashi SD card into his hand that propels them out of the, the Ant-Man. The void? The, <laughs> the quantum realm. The quantum realm. Um, in a way, it's like, when did he slip that SD card into the hand? Because at the very end... It's an expressionless face, but you can read like longing and sorrow and resignation and all these things in their in in his face. Mm -hmm. And why am I even calling it him? But we've endowed it now with so much of Tadashi's personality mm -hmm. and caregiving that it hits extra hard. Yeah. It also encompasses the ethics of selling technology and intellectual property. Yeah, what like, are we developing it for? Yeah, right off the top, you know, when uh, Heroes created the microbots and Cray comes to him and says he wants to put his name on it. Mm -hmm. And Hero goes, no, like, because he can't trust that it would be used for good. Little does he know that this huge accident, well, supposed accident is going to happen. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion about that, too. And that at the end, when Hero is narrating as they're all flying through the city, he said, this isn't necessarily what we set out to do, but we knew we wanted to help people and this is how it is. So what is the responsibility of having these gifts of knowledge and technology if it isn't put towards helping people, which is the lesson that both Hiro and Callahan learned. Hiro usurped Tadashi's helpful invention for Hiro's own personal revenge. Mm -hmm. Callahan usurped the microbots for his own revenge, not to help anybody but themselves. Yeah. I think there's so much comedy to be mined in the innocence of Baymax. Oh, it's beautiful. And just the physical design of the character. Yeah. The tape on the little holes was such a good bit. Oh. Oh, and when he is low on battery. And he's and like drunk. Yeah. Yeah. This film hits all the right notes in pathos and comedy and mm -hmm. all that. And then I like... Baymax learning like he gets some things downloaded but other things are like all of our tech you know learning about us yeah which is scary to a degree sure. you know like when our Instagram ads are targeted towards us and we're like why am I on this website now why, mm -hmm. why am I entering my credit card information <laughs> just me but learning and attending to someone's needs and you could see how um, a healthcare AI could be really helpful mm -hmm. in that way and I like that Baymax starts out attending to physical needs. Yeah. And then starts to learn 
about mental and emotional states. Yeah, I love that change. He begins to learn that it's actually about state of being as well. It's not just like, oh, you have a minor abrasion or you've fallen down or something like that. It's also puberty, so like hormones and stuff, and then also grief Mm -hmm. and rage and depression and attending to all parts of one's health. Like it's a holistic thing. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a flawless film in many ways. It does what it sets out to do, and it says so many beautiful, poignant, and fun things along the way. Yeah, I have so few complaints. Like, really, if I'm just going to get nitpicky? Sure. I mean, I feel like the the rest of the six, like the, the four kind of school companions, while they all have distinct personalities and, you know, traits that we get to know, mm-hmm. they're pretty thin. And they only seem to function as a unit. I can't even remember some of their names. I remember Wasabi because it, you know, (laughs) there's a little bit about that. And yeah, they just kind of feel like the rest of the gang. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, there's a a part of it that's like, we need each other. And they're, they're kind of like, they're there no matter what. And they're like adopting Hero into their group. But I feel as though storytelling wise we don't get to know a lot about them i'm kind of okay with that because then the movie would be another like 15 minutes if we went into like backstories of who they are but they are a little one-dimensional there's a lot of like one-liners from them Mm -hmm. and yeah you're right they function as a group and they serve kind of an avenger's purpose of like each of them working together their powers kind of combine to or not powers but their inventions kind of combine to overtake the bad guy And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Incredibles in that way. Yeah. But in Incredibles, I feel like the individual family members are so clearly drawn and they all have really strong motivations. Yeah, true. Even though they're not all the protagonist. But in this, I just could have used like a little bit more personality building from them. But I think they also serve the purpose of showing Hero that he can and sometimes needs to rely on other people, Mm -hmm. not just for physical help, but emotional support too. Baymax calls them in to help improve Hero's condition. Yeah, but I just find the most interesting part of the film is the beginning through the montages and the building of the characters and their suits and the training and all that stuff. And then when they go off to do the things... It just loses steam a little bit, but not hugely. It's still very interesting. I really have to like nitpick to find anything that I don't like about it. It's so good and so heartwarming. It's one of those films that I feel like I can watch over and over and over because it's so fun. And because like you said, it's so economical. There is no part of the film where I feel like, okay, here comes the lull. Got to get through this. It's all so fun. And the message is so great that no matter how many times you watch it, it hits. We love it. Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman. Your we guy. know him well. So he did the score for Winter Soldier and for Civil War. And now this. I love his score for this. It's so technological and contemporary. There are lots of, I'm going to call them pop cues, where there is like a drum set underneath whatever's going on. It's just one of those scores that really does its job so well. So much that I actually, in several scenes, 
a couple minutes in, I would realize, oh, I've been listening to music the whole time, and I have not a clue what the music was, because it was so well accentuating what was going on mm -hmm. that, like I've said before, a score doing its job is sometimes never noticed. So Henry Jackman is just one of the best out there. So that's basically all I have Truly. to say about it. So thanks, Will, for choosing this film for us to watch and review, and we love it. Yeah, what a delight. And it's always nice to be reminded that these films exist, too. Yeah. Because we often overlook these when we think about superhero films. This doesn't jump to my mind, but it absolutely is. It fits into the genre so well, and it says something very unique about the genre. I love it. It says hero in the title. You don't think of this one? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> love it. I love when one of the characters says, woman up. Woman up! Grow a pair of ovaries. It means so much when you rate and review our show. It helps us reach more listeners, and it lets us know what you think. You can also follow along online at MCU and Me Podcast. See you next time.